Got time for a quick story. There are some local musicians from the Chippewa Valley where this podcast is based that have made it big. And in fact, the day before I'm recording this one in November of 2019, Bon Iver, Justin Vernon from Eau Claire, just got nominated for some more Grammys from his latest album. And that's that's the highest profile example of hometown guy makes it big. There have been other people from Eau Claire that have gone on to national fame, but he's the biggest example of that. Anytime you come from a city that's not New York or Chicago or Los Angeles, one of the really big ones, there's always sort of a hometown feel. That even extends to some of the smaller, big cities, like the Twin Cities. I mean, you... Prince will be talked about in in certain terms forever and ever. Milwaukee, same thing. They're big cities, but there's almost a, hey, it's one of ours. So you want to see more of those musicians do that sort of thing. And then the other day, one of my Facebook friends uh, was, was posting online about her son, who is got a new album or an EP coming out on Spotify and already has several thousand followers. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, Is this happening again? It is. That person we have in the studio with me today. Spencer Douglas is his name. He's fairly young. Not that the voice would give any indication of that. Spencer Douglas is is a teenager. He goes to my alma mater uh, here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Memorial High School. He is in show choir there. He has performed in Kids from Wisconsin, the statewide show choir. Now he's got an EP coming out. And thing is, in the digital streaming age, that means you can get your music just about anywhere uh, how have you thought of the reaction thus far to the one song so far that has been published? Because, of course, as I said, the EP comes out tomorrow from the this recording. What do you think of the, the national reaction, if you will, <laughs> of getting all of these plays and these followers? <laughs> uh, thank you for that introduction. That, that was very, very sweet of you. Um, the support has been just crazy to me. It's been really overwhelming with kindness and and just overwhelming with support and it's meant the absolute world to me and again you you recorded this age 15 you're now 16 yes so you are a sophomore in high school a junior a junior okay junior doing the math on the ages there okay (laughs) that's right yeah so insert the okay what was i doing when i was a junior anyone listening right now is doing that i don't think any of us had recorded an ep (laughs) vast majority of us had not um when did you decide you wanted to record music and make a potential career out of this well music has been something that's been in my family for so long and i've just been overwhelmed with like here listen to this song listen to this song listen to this artist and so i've always grown up with music uh, one day I was given a guitar and I just took to learning it and eventually I started writing music and I loved uh, the act of writing and singing and playing an instrument and performing it and I would perform it at choir concerts in front of friends and eventually people were asking me, hey, are you going to put this on iTunes? I want to listen to the song on my phone. I'm like, that never even occurred to me to do that and eventually it just kind of like sat in the back of my head and was like, hey, maybe... Yeah, I could do this. I could do this. So why don't why don't we do it? You wrote the songs on the CP. There's five songs on that. Uh, how many songs have you written in your life total? Oh man, um, good ones. I'd say maybe three. 
Um, so not even all of the songs <laughs> in the EP are considered your good ones. Are we getting into like Lionel Richie territory? I, I, I know I'm comparing you to Lionel Richie here, which is pretty high praise. But you know, Lionel Richie has said if he doesn't like a song, he will throw it away. And I go, dude, all the songs you've written, the the bad stuff must be awesome, and you tossed it. <laughs> what? So I, I mean. I, I liked all five songs. I got an advanced version of that, but you only three that you've liked so far. I'll, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. I, I do. I do love every single song I write. Um, it's like another part of me. It's like asking to pick a favorite child mm-hmm. at a point. You're just like, I probably shouldn't do that. I probably shouldn't pick a favorite child. But yeah. What um, was the first age when you wrote a song that, that you felt like was like, okay, we got music here. There's something to this. Uh, probably the first track on the EP. It's called Apologize. And I believe it was my third song that I wrote. And um, it was it's like this whole juxtaposition with like a happy sounding song with sadder lyrics, which was new to me, but also really cool to me as well. And then eventually I started adding more instruments to it, like bass, drums, and then there's a trumpet and trombone line in there. And I think it's I think it's really awesome. What's your approach to songwriting? Um. Originally, it used to be just pick up the guitar, whatever comes out, roll with it. Um, more recently, it's been, okay, cool, I, I know these chords, and then I can go into this chord by using this chord. And then I'll get a melody going um, with no lyrics most of the time, and then I just kind of scat over it, and then eventually those scats kind of like turn into words. And then I'm able to turn those words into words that have meaning. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself wanting to work with anyone you know from the area? Obviously, we're still pretty small scale here, but but do you see yourself songwriting in a collaborative sense? Would you see yourself recording someone else's music, or for the time being, do you want to keep to your own writings? That's a really good question. Um, I'm I feel as if I'm a very open person, so I'm very open to trying new things. So I wouldn't put down the thought of working with someone else. Um, but as of right now, it really hasn't come up other than just a couple of friends jamming out, writing music together a tiny bit. All right, let's go through the songs. You, like, you referred to Apologize already. There's five songs on this EP, so we, might, we got the time here. We might as well break them down here in, in order. And, of course, listen to the EP, and you'll be able to cross-reference. But start with Apologize and, and again, give kind of the, the genesis of the song. What is it about? Um, well, it kind of came at a time where I felt as if I didn't really belong anywhere. Like, I knew I had friends. And that was that was like a reassuring feeling. However, I just kind of felt isolated a tiny bit. And I would just write about trying to make others happy, but not being extremely happy myself. Um, and then I would talk about using music to avoid certain things like conflicts at school or things like that. And so that's kind of the, the summary of that song, I would say. Track two is called Doubt. For Doubt is another one. It's uh, it's kind of like this whole community-based feel. Um, it, the chorus has a line where it goes, and we'll fall into each other's arms and stuff like that. And I, I really like that whole idea of everyone coming together. That's something that I think is really important for a community to be built and cherished. Middle track uh, is Fireside. This one really means a lot to me. Um, I think I wrote this song in like 10 minutes. And initially I pictured it as like this figure 
this older figure, uh, whether it be like aunt, uncle, dad, mom, grandma, whatever, talking to a younger person, and they would have this annual camping trip, <clears throat> excuse me, and they would uh, talk about life, and the older figure would spread these messages to the younger figure. And over time, I realized that that person, for me, was my great-grandma, Maymay, and she was always happy to see me. Some of my favorite pictures of, of my childhood are with her. And we're just kind of goofing around, smiling. And eventually I lost her, her to Alzheimer's disease. Um, but I always picture her whenever I perform this song. The fourth track is the one that has gone public thus far. Is the one that I was referring to in terms of it's already got, what about... How many thousands of, was it 7,000? Was it 8,000? It's, it's close to about 9,000. Jeez. Yeah. Well, listen so far. That's the that's the public track thus far. It's the title track. Um, why did you choose that one in particular? Um, I felt as if it was the one that's very unique in the sense that it's the only song on the EP with an electric guitar uh, as the main primary instrument. And it's very, very upbeat, and I really like the chorus, and then I add all these harmonies, and then the bass is really fun, and then the drums are really good. There's um, a bar during the chorus where it switches to 5-4, and that's really, really fun to play. Um, as well as the lyrics kind of follow this story of, oh man, I don't feel like I'm ever going to be loved, and then, wait, I have found this person, I do know what love is, and stuff like that. Final track is called Goodbye. I wrote this song my freshman year of high school, and my freshman year of high school, I made a lot of awesome friends, and they, unfortunately, they were all seniors, so the next year, I wouldn't have them by me every single day, and when I began to think about that, I, I got really sad about that fact, and I knew I wanted to write them all a song as like a way to say goodbye, and I was just having this awful writer's block. So eventually I switched to an open tuning. So it was different for me as a writer. And eventually I just wrote uh, Goodbye. And it's about having friends, knowing they're going to leave you, not wanting them to go, and then understanding that it's for the better. You have a pretty solid instrumental backing behind you. Where did you find these musicians? Are they friends from high school, musicians from the Eau Claire area? How did you get the instrumentalists for Princess Charming? Well, the producer who I was with knew uh, these folks, and so Justin Green of Toy Car Studios mentioned Matt Hopla for drums, who is the drummer for Ronald Reagan, and Ethan Schmidt, who is the bass player for Chris Cruzy. And I was just like, awesome, sure, yeah. And so they came in, super friendly guys. They were incredible musicians. They listened to the track and they had it down right away. They were phenomenal. Um, as for cello, uh, Miss Mua of the Eau Claire Area School District, who teaches orchestra, I messaged her to see if she would be interested in it. And she was, and she laid down cello on Fireside. And for Apologize, I had um, my buddy Jan Hora, who plays trumpet, uh, play trumpet for the track. And I knew him through uh, Kids from Wisconsin. He was the tour intern my first year uh, doing Kids from Wisconsin. And I was like, hey, do you know anyone who plays trombone? He's like, yeah, I have a, I have a buddy, Leo Johnson. And so we got Leo in, and he also played, and he, they all just 
destroyed it. They're amazing. They're so good. How do you feel your voice is evolving? You're in the the definite transition phase <laughs> right now. Absolutely. Right. So I, how do you you got a deeper sound, a deeper tone with your voice? So how do you feel that's how? Do, I mean. How are you feeling your voice and trying to find the right way to put it? But as time goes along, like how would you compare your singing today to one year ago, two years ago? Where do you think it's going to settle in fairly soon? Um, I don't know. I would like to be a tenor, as does every singer who is a male. Um, but I think I'm going to be probably around that baritone range. I talk really low, but I have a higher register that I can use fairly well, I think, if I do say so myself. But... Yeah, this is a hard time to try and sing because everything's just changing so quickly. I remember that I saw a video of me singing from like eighth grade and it's the most bright, nasal, like forward voice you could ever have. And then just to hear the contrast in a year or two, yeah, in two years on my vocals for the EP and they've gone farther back in my voice. They're a bit more darker. And then now... I notice my voice when I sing is coming more forward again, but it's not that whole nasal. So it's like a a, a mix between the whole dark and bright tone. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to be perform or have you performed any of these songs live? Are you going to be performing any of them live anywhere? Yeah, I, I have performed Princess Charming many places, um, as well as Fireside back in my summer before my ninth grade year. And I actually have a gig this Saturday with my incredibly talented friend, Micah Ryan. Uh, we met a couple years back. We did a musical together, and he was actually my dad in one of the plays. And so that was really fun. An incredibly talented and sweet person, and I'm really happy to share the stage with him uh, this Saturday at the Mousetrap Tavern at 10 p.m. Okay. Well, have you been writing more songs since you wrapped up all the work on, um, all the work on Princess Charming? Yes, I have. I I feel as if I have enough for an entire album right now. Really? Yes. Already since then. Yes, and I'm I'm really excited. I would love to, uh, I would love to get those recorded and down and get that out as soon as possible. I was going to say, what's the time frame on that? Because you obviously got to get musicians back together. You got to find a studio. Absolutely, That's kind yeah. of the whole process works within with any musician. I mean, at the risk of jumping all the way ahead to the next project, what would be the time frame on newer material? I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, Originally, when I first recorded the EP, I was very naive thinking that I'd go into the studio one day, get it all recorded and mixed and mastered and be all set. And wow, I was so incredibly wrong. (laughs) And eventually it took two years because I couldn't even play to a metronome and I didn't have any other parts written out to the music at that point. But now I I would like to think I might be less naive than I used to be, but I would like to think that the recording process would take maybe a week or so, and then depending on how fast we can mix and master it, and then seeing when would be the best time to release it, building up a following and all that. Part of the proceeds are going to go to Catherine's Wish, and so, I mean, anyone in the Eau Claire area who happens to be listening or, or knows any knows Spencer knows what that is, but if someone's listening on the national scale, and that's hopefully what anyone will be listening to this podcast, you can listen worldwide, um, has probably no clue what what that is. Explain what is Catherine's wish, how why that is so so close to you. Absolutely. Well, to start, my my parents have raised my sister and I in a way that we think it's very important to give back to the community. 
And Catherine's Wish is a really awesome way for us to do that. So Catherine's Wish is a charity that my sister and I started around 11 years ago after she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in Orlando, Florida. We were on our dream vacation to Disney World and she became really, really sick and she was eventually rushed to the hospital uh, like minutes away going from an, into a uh, diabetic coma. Hmm. And every single time she got a shot or a poke, she would get a stuffed animal. And this really helped with her feeling welcome and whole in the, in the hospital. And eventually we came home with boxes and boxes just full of these things. And it was really heartwarming to see. And she, my sister Katie, said, I want to do this when we get back. And my parents, being as awesome as they are, allowed it to happen. And we, to this day, we've donated over a quarter million dollars of new toys, books, grants to hospitals all over the United States, all 50 states, Canada, Mexico, and Puerto Rico. That's really cool. So anyone who buys this, if they go out and buy it, what, how can people purchase this? I mean, I can stream it, obviously, but if you want to actually buy it and in turn help Catherine's Wish, what do they do? <laughs> well, you can go to my website at spencerdouglasmusic.com, and there is a store tab, and you can buy a CD, a sticker, all of that, and some of the proceeds will go to Catherine's Wish. That's really cool. Well, it comes out on November 22nd, the day after we record this. Hopefully, uh, by the time you listen, which by this point it should be out, you can, li- you can well, do what he just said. Go to SpencerDouglasMusic.com. It also stream it. It will be on Spotify. How, how many of the services? Is it like the, all of the usual? <sighs> yeah, it's like all, I believe, 150 or so. Um, even all, all the smaller ones and all that. All right. Yeah. Well, and make sure to listen and uh, be on the ground level as the elevator starts to climb here. Spencer, thank you for taking some time right after school ended a few blocks from the studio here <laughs> to come on over. I would, as much as this would be more inconvenient for the sake of this podcast, hopefully you will have to be traveling from further away <laughs> next time we have you on for an interview because your career will be that much more advanced. Thank you, Spencer, <laughs> for being on with Thanks us today. So that, again, has been uh, Spencer Douglas. Again, the EP is called Prince Charming. Uh, yeah, mentioned where you can listen to it. You can purchase it at spencerdouglasmusic.com. That's got more information on Spencer as well. So you can learn more there. He's got a Facebook page, of course. Spotify is where you can also stream it if you want to go that route. Many, or Apple Music, whatever your source is, you can find the music right there and learn more about Spencer. Uh, once again, thanks to my employer, Midwest Family Eau Claire and Greatest Hits 98.1 for providing the studio for this latest episode of Got Time for a Quick Story. Of course, you can subscribe at a lot of the usual places. So uh, Apple or Android, Spotify, Stitcher, make sure you subscribe so you get new episodes. Uh, again, a lot of the episodes, a lot of them deal with classic artists from the 70s and 80s, but it's really any musician and, and could be. You never know who's going to be on there. And also make sure you rate it up so that it gets higher visibility and we get more and more artists on the show. Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.